Welcome back to Source Code, Decipher's weekly news roundup podcast that features comments from top security experts. Topping this week's news is Emotet's return. Nearly 10 months after law enforcement disrupted the Emotet botnet's infrastructure in a January international coordinated operation, the malware has returned in a slew of mal-spam emails. Researchers observed the TrickBot banking trojan downloading and executing updated Emotet binaries. Since then, they say Emotet attacks have spiraled. We don't really know whether, you know, during those 10 months after the takedown, whether Emotet was actively trying to come back or, you know, they took several months of break and then decided to come back. It's, it's really hard to know. What we do know is this comeback was made possible thanks to TrickBot. So it does highlight the connection between Emotet and TrickBot, which is you know, a long time connection between the two. Uh, we know Emotet you know, was used to, to drop TrickBot, which in turn was used to drop uh, Ryu Kren somewhere. So there is you know, close collaboration between some of those gangs. And we're seeing that as long as you have, you know, one partner in crime that's still operating, you're going to be able to, to possibly make a comeback. So TrickBot really, you know, leveraged its existing presence. That's Jerome Segura, Senior Director of Threat Intelligence with Malwarebytes, who said takedown operations like the one in January will slow malware operators down, but only significant arrests will have a more lasting impact. But yeah, for me, it's, you know, the takeaway, I guess the overall takeaway is, you know, we can't count anybody down uh, ever. You know, we always got to watch our back. And, uh, you know, Emotet is going to be one of those again that uh, is going to make the news every single time there's a little change. Uh, It's not always because it's the most interesting threat. You know, it doesn't use any fancy zero-day exploits or anything like that. It's not always because it's the most you know, expensive threats. Uh, there's other types of attacks or scams like uh, business email compromises that actually cost a lot more money. But it's one that has, um, that I always always captured the attention of, you know, both the media and, and the InfoSec community. So I just foresee that, con- you know, continuing in, in the new year. Researchers say that Emotet's return will continue to be significant for the threat landscape in the future. In other news this week, Iranian threat actors who are likely sponsored by the country's government have been exploiting known flaws in Fortinet security appliances and the proxy shell flaw in Microsoft Exchange servers in order to gain access to organizations in several industries. CISA warned that the activity has been ongoing since at least March, and the attackers have used a handful of different vulnerabilities to compromise the target networks most notably the proxy shell bug in Exchange, which has been public since July. In most cases, Iranian attackers are exploiting known and older vulnerabilities and using well-known tactics in order to stay on target networks and to move laterally. CISA recommends that organizations implement multi-factor authentication wherever possible to prevent attackers from gaining access to target accounts. Finally, 
the Department of Homeland Security, or DHS, is hoping to overhaul how it recruits, hires, and retains cybersecurity employees with the launch of a new talent management system. The new program, which went live on Monday, includes a more streamlined talent acquisition process, a new compensation system, and a heavier emphasis on career development. The latter is an especially significant factor as many InfoSec experts have said they want more access to technical training and professional development. Claire Rosso, CEO of ISC Squared, tells us more. I was really excited to see the DHS news about them taking proactive steps to help build their cybersecurity workforce. This is a global challenge that we have. And I think when key employers lead by example, it supports everybody in the profession and specifically things I see that I like. They are the um, looking at pay equity and making sure they're paying fairly for positions and competitive within the market. It's really important. Also, their commitment to training and career pathways for cybersecurity professionals, we have found is essential both in recruiting professionals and retaining them within your workforce. So all great practices and wonderful to see them take this leadership position. The DHS says it will initially leverage the program to fill high-priority jobs at CISA and the DHS Office of the Chief Information Officer. Thanks for listening in to this week's Source Code podcast by Decipher.